have a vision for what you want to become and, you know, have goals and never give up because it's not going to be easy. There are going to be difficult times as there always are in any career and surround yourself with positive, strong people that have a lot of talent. And those are really the kinds of things that I used to accomplish my objectives. Do you want to learn effective ways to build relationships, generate sales, and grow your business from successful entrepreneurs, startups, and CEOs without listening to a long, long, long interview? If so, you've come to the right place. Gresham Harkness values your time and is ready to share with you precisely the information you're in search of. This is the I Am CEO Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the IMCEO podcast, and I have a very special guest on the show today. I have Tom Murray, who's the retired CEO of Calvin Klein. Tom, it is awesome to have you on the show. Gresham, it's my pleasure. Thank you. No problem. And what I want to do is just read a little bit more about Tom so you hear about all the awesome things that he's been able to do. And Tom Murray is the retired CEO of Calvin Klein, where he ran the company for 17 years and facilitated the brand's growth from $2.8 billion to $8 billion. Prior to that, he spent the majority of his career working for iconic fashion brands, including Tahari and Evan Picone. He has worked with and learned from the most recognized names in fashion, as well as titans of the business world. With the same no-nonsense approach that he applies to fashion, Tom shares his knowledge about business, leadership, and creating a career that one can be proud of and one that is of service to others. He and his beloved junior high sweetheart, Linda Murray, recently celebrated 43 years of marriage. Congratulations. And they now reside in Palm Beach, Florida. Tom, are you ready to speak to the IMCEO community? Yes, I am, Kristen. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, I know I touched a little bit on your your background and your in your bio, and I wanted to hear a little bit more about what I call like your CEO story and what kind of led you to be the CEO uh, to Calvin Klein and, and what you're doing, working on today. Well, uh, becoming the CEO of Calvin Klein was, a, first of all, it was my dream job, and it was a long journey. And, um, you know, from the beginning of my career, I've been in the fashion or apparel industry from since I was 15 years old. So I just stayed with it all those years. And, you know, when I had the opportunity and I was offered the job to be CEO of Calvin Klein, I just thought it doesn't get any better than this. This is the best job that I could have. Yeah, absolutely. And I know you worked um, at different C-suite levels before you actually became a CEO, correct? And you kind of worked your way up? Yes, I did. I did. Tahari was the uh, was seven years as president, not CEO, but the owner. Uh, Ali Tahari functioned as the CEO, but I did. I did essentially a CEO's job, and that was a seven year stint there. And then I was offered the job at uh, at Calvin, and I took that job, and I was there for the remainder of my career you know, until I retired. Okay. Awesome. 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 And I, I know that um, one of the big things that you were able to kind of foothold and, and kind of take strong leadership on was kind of like the transition from Calvin Klein being the CEO, you know, to the new, I guess, ownership group. Could you talk a little bit more about like kind of the, some of the things that you were able to do, especially to, um, as I know, most people that start businesses, start organizations and our CEOs, they have a certain vision for what they have for their organization. How were you able to kind of maintain that and continue to kind of grow the company? Well, I was fortunate because I maintained the team that Calvin had, and I had hired, the creative directors and the merchandisers and all those people were already in place. And so we kept, you know, Calvin retired in 2003 when Phyllis Van Heusen acquired Calvin Klein. And so I, I stayed there for, as you know, until the first quarter of 2015. And I maintained that team that Calvin and I had hired together throughout the, that entire period. So that was, I was surrounded by talent and I had, we had a great working relationship, a mutual trust. And that was the way really that I was able to keep it on track and keep it together. 
Yeah, that makes sense. And uh, I'm sure that definitely obviously helped out with the transition as you were moving into that role and the new ownership group was coming in to be able to have those key pieces and the key team members kind of in place probably helped out a lot. So I wanted to drill down a little bit deeper and ask you for what I call your secret sauce in this. And as I know, you're working on a book and you have a book coming out. So I wanted to talk a little bit more about that and some of the things and business lessons that you've learned and how you are putting that into the book that will come out. Well, the book is um, really about my life history and years as CEO of Calvin Klein, but it really starts much, much earlier than that. It starts back when I had my first job when I was 15 years old and what I did then and how it led to being ultimately someday becoming the CEO of Calvin Klein. And, you know, as I said a moment ago, um, I've been in the apparel business my entire career. And, you know, I started working in men's stores after after school and during summers selling men's clothing. And I just kept on going from then until uh, I ultimately got to the Calvin Klein position. That makes sense. And did you find that um, obviously working so many, you know, years in the the industry, I'm sure you have, you know, a lot of lessons that you've been able to kind of learn when you became the CEO. Do you have, do you find that, you know, some of those life lessons or kind of background has kind of overlapped into that? Oh, absolutely. I, I think that, you know, the life lessons there were, you know, have a vision for what you want to become. And, you know, have goals and never give up because it's not going to be easy. There are going to be difficult times, as there always are in any career. And surround yourself with positive, strong people that have a lot of talent. And those are really the kinds of things that I used to accomplish my objectives. That makes sense. That makes sense. And, and I did a little bit of homework and, you know, heard a little bit more about you also were an avid wrestler as well, well too. Does any of that kind of overlap? I was a wrestler in uh, high school and for one year in college at Oklahoma State University, and uh, which was the number one wrestling school in the nation. So I made a team, but I, I just couldn't uh, couldn't be competitive with the rest of the wrestlers at Oklahoma State University. But I had, you know, throughout junior high and high school and one year in college, I learned a lot because you know, wrestling is you know, physically an amazingly difficult sport. It's like, you know, three two-minute periods but you're so exhausted at the at the end of that match that you literally have to sometimes crawl up the match to get to the bench. And you're always cutting weight. You know, you're always wrestling down a weight you know, or up a weight rather to be competitive. So you always have to lose a lot of weight. And so then you're, you're generally weak before the match. And I found myself eating chocolate bars and whatever it took just to get my energy level up to get out there and wrestle a match. And so, you know, it was the learning that discipline. And then the other component there was the teamwork, even though you were out on the mat all by yourself. It was really a team sport because, you know, you, you wrestled the match with team members and you all had depended upon each other. So the lessons there were hard, hard work and, t- and teamwork. That makes perfect sense. And, you know, I always love, I played basketball. Um, I played wrestling. Oh, I did wrestling, but that was only in kind of PE from time to time. So I always appreciated how much you can learn from, you know, going through and and, and using sports and how it has been a life lesson and also a teaching lesson for, I'm sure, like you as a CEO as well, too. So I wanted to switch gears a little bit and ask you for what I call a CEO hack. And this might be an app or a book or even talking a little bit more about your book, but it's something that would make people more effective and efficient as a business owner? Well, I think my book, I hope, you know, the, the, the object 
object there was to give people a tool to give young managers and any fashion industry, the apparel industry, or I think I really hope and I believe that what I talk about in the book is applicable to any industry. And I think that they'll find that, uh, I think they'll find it compelling. Yeah. I mean, definitely as much success as you've had, um, definitely, I'm sure a lot of people will love to hear, you know, your story and everything that you've done and how you kind of transitioned into, you know, being that CEO and how you were able to do that. So I think that's a, a big CEO hack. And now I wanted to ask you for a CEO nugget. And I know you already touched on some other things, some of the things. So I wanted to ask if there is anything additional that maybe, you know, we can hear about in your book or some golden nuggets that you might have in your book that people can learn from. Well, I think, you know, this may be, this answer may be a bit repetitive, but I think it's about surrounding yourself with talent and having goals and having a clear set of objectives to achieve your goals and stick with it and you know, have a tremendous, you know, it takes a tremendous amount of tenacity because you're going to have successes and you're going to have failures. It's not, you know, it's not a straight line growth. It's a up and down and there are mountains and there are valleys and so on and so on. But you have to have a long-term vision and you have to be tenacious to get there. And I believe I was able to get there. I mean, I know I was able to get there, fortunately. And I think that there's some nuggets in the book that will be helpful, anecdotes and things of that nature that uh, will be helpful to, to the reader. Yeah, absolutely. And I can imagine that a lot of people will love to kind of hear that, especially if you're, you know, looking to try to build something or create something, especially in the fashion industry, because obviously you've been able to have a tremendous amount of success in that industry. So now I wanted to ask you for what is my favorite question, which is the definition for what it means to be a CEO. And we're hoping to have different quote unquote CEOs on the show and you being the retired CEO of Calvin Klein. So I wanted to ask you, how did you look at and how did you define like being a CEO? Well, first of all, it's a lot of responsibility. There are a lot of people depending upon you to be an effective leader and have that will assure success if it's well executed. So I think that, you know, there was a, I think it was a burden of responsibility, but at the same time, it was very enjoyable because I, as I mentioned, I was really surrounded by a wonderful team of people that I enjoyed working with and, you know, a lot of talent and a lot of longevity because all of the, all of the talent that I had had been there for, you know, quite a number of years and they stayed there the entire time that I was there. So there were very few changes in my top management team during, during during my entire 17-year period there. And I think a lot of the reason that I was successful can be attributed to that. Yeah, absolutely. I always say teamwork makes a dream work. So being able to have really strong people and really strong pieces um, when you're trying to build something and do something great definitely you know, makes perfect sense. So Tom, I truly appreciate you for taking some time out of your schedule. What I want to do is pass you the mic, so to speak, just to see if there's anything additional you want to let our readers and our listeners know I and mean, how best they can get a hold of you and get a copy of your book. Well, the best way to get a hold of me is uh, go to my website because my contact is uh, Tom Murray. It's Tom. Just go to Google and you'll see my website. <laughs> I get that off the top of my head. I can't even remember it at the moment, but my website will tell you uh, how to reach me, how to ask me questions. You know, it has a lot of information, more current information about what I'm doing and so on. So I think I would urge anyone to go to my website. Absolutely. And what we'll do is we'll make sure to put that link in the show notes just so that anybody can click through and kind of get a copy of your book and, and reach out to you and contact you. But again, I truly appreciate you for taking some time out of your schedule and all the awesome things that you've been able to do and being so willing to definitely 
helping not just accomplish things, but be able to kind of pay it forward and, and write your book and, and tell us your story. So again, I appreciate you. Christian, it's my pleasure. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to the I Am CEO podcast powered by Blue 16 Media. Tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co. I Am CEO is not just a phrase, it's a community. Be sure to follow us on social media and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and everywhere you listen to podcasts. Subscribe and leave us a five-star rating. Grab CEO gear at www.ceogear.co. This has been the I Am CEO podcast with Gresham Harkless. Thank you for listening.